All right, welcome everyone to the No Fear Podcast. We are back after a brief hiatus. I took over a, a pretty big uh, promotional role, and the last 90 days has been insane. Uh, I'm just finally getting back above water, and I'm really excited for my guests, plural, today. Uh, we have Ben Murphy and Nate Engels. Uh, they are not business partners, but they are growing their business side by side, simultaneously, and learning from each other's mistakes and successes and everything like that. So I have them both here. They they only have one mic, so I wish you could <laughs> see them. They're real close together. They look really cute. We're attached by the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, could you guys, I don't know who wants to go first, but just get tell us a brief history about yourself. Just give us a, an intro. For sure. And the way that you... Uh, the way that you introduced us there yeah. was probably the best way you could have done it. So <laughs> great work there. Um, but yeah, my name is Ben Murphy. Um, I'm a real estate agent with Keller Williams in the greater Milwaukee area. Uh, we're actually in the same office as Scott. And I got back into real estate in 2019 and also started another business shortly after that. And was trying to figure out what I wanted to do for quite a while, but obviously I'm still here in real estate and coming off uh, best year ever, which is great. We have a lot of goals to make it even better this year. Um, other than that, I have my wife, Tiffany, my two my two daughters, Sophia and Gabriella. Uh, we live in Waukesha and um, we're a very active family. And yeah, that's about it. Go ahead, Nate. All right. Um, well, we're basically the same person. Yeah. Just, you know. Uh, you guys have the same. Another mother. You have the same Stanley mugs. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I had that one first, though. Just just <laughs> putting it out there. Um, That's true. But yeah, my name is Nate Angles. Uh, I am also an agent and um, have a team called Angles Realty, uh, growing pretty rapidly, which has been fun. Um, just added two more people in the last like two weeks to the team, so that's awesome. Um, you know, Ben and I started in real estate the same year. Um, well, we can talk about that story if, if we get to it, but essentially uh, I started and I, and he actually it was like right before I started, but I was like, Ben, I'm going full time into real estate. When you are done with the thing you're doing right now, you should do it too. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. And I had no clue. I hadn't even done it yet. Right? <laughs> well, <laughs> and then he's like, well, shoot, I, I don't got anything else going on. I guess I'll do that. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> How did you guys meet originally? Uh, at church um, when we were young yeah like his parents went to my parents church and we just, how young I, I like he was my i mean we my parents told me we started going to that church when i was one so nate and i <laughs> met shortly and my my parents after like that. my grandpa started the church so i had gone there my whole life so so very young very yeah young, but yeah. we we actually became friends um a little bit later on like i was yeah. closer in age to his brother justin so him and i were pretty good friends and then when I was 17, I'm 28 now, to put perspective there. Um, when I was 17, Nate and I, that's when we got really tight and then um, stayed in touch throughout the years. 
And yeah, in 2019, I got a call in February from him saying, we're going into real estate. And I was like, all right. <laughs> Investors, yep. possibly you. You guys are like stepbrothers. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yes, sir. And you both you both served, correct, our country? Yeah. So did you guys serve together or differently? What Can you tell us about that a little bit? Because that's pretty awesome and not told enough. Yeah, yeah. We were in different branches, but it's we funny, joined, though. Like, the same time, we right? joined very close at the same time. Yeah. I know that I signed the dotted line, signing my life away in October. I think that was October 2015. Yeah, it was. Mine was October 27th. Yeah, and I was October 15th. Oh, so you're the trendsetter. Barely, but we didn't even really talk about it all that much before. I didn't even know he was doing it. Yeah, um, I just decided... I used to just make decisions like just randomly like, oh, yeah, I'm going to join the military now. (laughs) So I joined the Army and Nate joined the Air Force. So different branches, but we both served at the exact same time. And we both deployed at separate times. Yeah. Mine were shorter. Uh, I did two like three-month deployments and he did one uh, year deployment. Mm -hmm. Which is like during that deployment, that's that's when Nate called me. So I was deployed from... Basically, I graduated from college May 2018, and I found out earlier, like at the end of 2017, that my unit was going to deploy. So June, we started our orders, and we were deployed until May of the following year in 2019. But in February of that year, 2019, Nate calls me and he said, hey, like I'm actually quitting my job at ADP and becoming a full-time real estate agent. He's like, you should really look into it. Like, I think you'd be a good fit. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. Let's do it. <laughs> I, was, I had nothing lined up. I mean, I got my degree in finance, and I was like, I do not want to go work for some company and just sit there nine to five and and work that type of job. So I was like, yeah, let's just give that a shot. And I got home and got licensed within two weeks. Nice. That beats me. I think I was three. So what just based real quick back up on your deployment like what was going on in your head when you guys got the notice that you are in fact being deployed did you know it was a year and like how long it was or is it open ended like what is what is going on in your head at that time yeah i can jump on that real quick so when i found out um i remember them telling us and they didn't give us any information they just said they said hey we're going to have orders basically from June until like I would plan for an entire year. And it was close to that. It was like 11 months on, on full orders, yeah. which means like full time, like, no, we can't work any other type of job. And I was in the National Guard to give you guys some perspective. Um, but so they didn't tell us where we were going, what we were going to be doing, what the mission was. So I at the time I was. I don't even remember how, I think I was 20, 21, something like that. Yeah, I was 21 and I was in college. So I kind of lived at home, kind of lived at school. And I remember telling my parents and they're like, they lost their minds and they're like, you can't do that. Well, my dad didn't care as much about my mom. (laughs) And in my mind, I was like, I almost felt a sense of relief because I was like, I, I had an internship at Northwestern Mutual at the time. And I was in a, in a department called enterprise risk assurance and, um, won't say anything bad. It was a great internship, but it just wasn't a good fit for me. And I felt relief because my next step probably would have been like graduating into a full-time role in that place. And I was like, 
that dodged a bullet, and now I can now I have a year to figure myself out. Yeah, see what I want to do. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, for me it was our our deployments were always scheduled, so like we knew probably six months in advance it was going to happen uh, because I was a maintainer for the uh, tanker jet uh, KC-135 in Milwaukee. And so we were basically just on a, a never-ending rotation. We always have people deployed at, at those air bases across, um, you know, overseas. So it was just like, okay, we got, you know, usually it was like actually every single time we would go, we would relieve whoever was there, they would fly home. We, someone else would come three months later, they would relieve us, we would fly home. And it was literally just a constant. So I deployed in 2017 um, and then 2019. Okay. Yeah. So for me, it was like, it was hard because I had kids and like that was probably the hardest part. Um, well, I, yeah. And you actually, you deployed, I, so I became a full-time licensed agent. Like I got licensed in June, but then I started July and then yeah. Nate deployed in September. Yeah, so I remember I was taking year. over a bunch of his clients because yeah. all of a sudden he just had to go. Yeah. Hey, join real estate. Oh, by the way, here you go. Yeah. That, was, that was actually the interesting piece to why I stopped doing real estate because I had I started full time that year in February of 2019, and then um, right away like we started I, I started seeing success. Like I think I closed like uh, by the time I left in September, so that's like seven months. Um, I had 16 closings, so. That was pretty quick, right? Mm-hmm. That's to what insane. A lot of people were doing. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and then I had four more that I referred to Ben, right? That those closed with Ben, mm-hmm. right? So I got four referral checks. Always count on me while right? I was gone. <laughs> yeah, uh, which was great. And but then while I was gone, I was like, all right, well this sucks. Now my whole pipeline's gone. Now I'm gonna start all over when I get back. And so I, I really I started like getting that shiny object syndrome and learning internet marketing. And so while I was deployed, I uh, I was starting like to learn how to run Facebook ads and all this stuff um, for real estate agents. And then that turned into working for small gyms. And then when I came back, I told Ben, I'm like, hey, I think I'm just gonna hold on to real estate. I'm gonna try doing this internet thing because you can work <laughs> for anywhere. You can make money like anywhere. Uh, you know, It's got recurring revenue instead of like always looking for new clients. And then he's like, dude, I wanna do that too. <laughs> <laughs> so we started a business together in like December, of, or no, like January of 2020. Well, like, we, we actually started like end of November, but we didn't officially be like, yeah, yeah right. we're done with real estate and we're going all in on this until like towards the end of December. Because that's when Tiffany and I, I Man, remember yeah. like my wife and I went on our first date in the end of December and we had just started working um, on our lead generation business. Yeah. And... <laughs> She thought I was this big hotshot real estate agent. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't really say this on our first date, but I was like, well, I just quit my job and I started another another uh, company and yeah. we're not going to make money at all this Nothing, year. Nothing, dude. That was terrible. <laughs> we, we, could, we could back up, though, to yeah. like yeah. when we, when we get, got into real I'm just estate letting you guys, time. I'm just letting you roll. So for perspective, Nate or Ben, you were the num- number one agent in our office in 2023. Solo agent, agent. Yep. yep. Solo agent. And then you are you a considered a group because that's three or more, or are you a team in twenty twenty yeah, group? I was a group last year, yeah. But the year before, so twenty twenty two, we were the top team, which is two agents. Yep. Yeah. So and you're growing your team, like you just mentioned, and you're yeah. trying to you're starting to grow your team too. Yeah, I just hired an agent and a little back ass words, I guess. I didn't hire an admin yet, um, which I'm working on. That's like my next thing is I want to find my number two. 
Um, but yeah, I have I have an agent on my team and potentially looking to bring on a, a few more. So getting into real estate because you know real estate is basically you eighty you know there's an eighty twenty rule of twenty percent of the people have eighty percent of the wealth and all of this. But in real estate, it's probably even more yeah. exaggerated. Like. 5% of the people have 90% of the wealth or 95% of the closing. So mm-hmm. it yeah. is a it is a no ceiling, no floor type of business. When you guys got into real estate, what was going through your mind? How did it start? You didn't start this way. Yeah, right. so that, that first year, we kind of talked about this before off air, but that first year was 2018 for me. I got licensed in 2017 actually while I was like traveling. I literally took the entire course in two weeks while I was flying um, on a, they called it a temporary appointment. That's scary that we can all get licensed in two weeks. Or Dude, two it was weeks. crazy. <laughs> like literally though, no my, that, that trip, it was, it was funny because that trip I was, um, I went to, uh, we went to, um, whatever, Washington and then California and then Hawaii and then Guam and then Japan and then Guam and then Hawaii. And then, uh, I think California and then home. In two, in two weeks. So it was a ton of flying. Obviously, you don't have internet over the... So every time we would stop, like, instead of going out and, like, drinking or doing, or whatever, I'd just get dinner and then go back to my room and, like... Or go back to the beach or go back to the pool or whatever and just, like, do the, the course. Yeah, his deployments were pretty chill. <laughs> <laughs> that one was. Dude, that, one, that was in a temporary one. That one was good. Going to Afghanistan or, or uh, Qatar was an S. Right, nice. right. Yeah. But, um, but anyways, yeah, so... That was 2017, got my license. 2018 was when I was working in a corporate sales job. Um, and I and that was where I told you I was so risk averse to starting real estate. And, um, and, and just like backstory, I had two kids at this time. No, I had one kid at this time. And then my wife, who was not working, she was a stay-at-home mom. Um, so I was sole income. And um, I was like, all right. I'm not going to activate my license or join a brokerage because there's costs associated, like two grand or whatever. I'm not going to do that until I get a client, so I know I'm going to get some money coming in. Right? <laughs> I've never heard of that yeah. before. Uh huh. That's what I did. So from 2017, like whenever it was like end of October, November 2017, to uh, April. April was when I activated my license in 2018, right? And that's when I joined a broker because I got a client from work. He's like, yep, I want to buy a duplex just like you did because I bought one in 17 and lived in it and house hacked and all that. And um, I'm like, sweet. So we spent like all this time. I showed him so many houses. I had no training because I joined like, you know, a little broker that doesn't have the resources to do that. And we, sh- we show a million houses. Finally, he likes one. We literally go back. I At this point, like I haven't looked at a contract since my licensing, right? So I'm like, all right, we go to a, we go to a coffee shop. And we're there for three hours reading line by line, writing this offer. Yeah. It was awful. <laughs> we wrote it. We got it. And then literally uh, at the inspection, he gets cold feet and he decides he doesn't want to buy anymore. <laughs> so that Three hours close. is insane. Real, real estate is so up and down. It is like you got to be so mentally strong because you can have the best day and the worst day all before 10 o'clock. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So did he did not did you end up getting a different place with him or he just no, went away? No, he had never bought. Oh my god! Yeah, gosh. he actually moved to a different state. Yeah. So then I like six months later I got introduced to um, a new pastor that was starting at our church, and so I think they were they ended up being my first like client that I worked with uh, that actually ended up closing. Yeah, yeah, that's a good client to have. Know a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
Well, it was uh, the church that I went to. Like, he was joining the church, and like, yeah, I've got a lot of business from church actually. With not even like trying, just just being there and everything. With real estate, it's so the the sad part is you do need to know like you're not going to make money for a while, and it yeah. it keeps a lot of people out. <laughs> it's not hard to get licensed. No, it's not super expensive, but when you think about not making money for six months, like, there's very few people that can do it. So, it is highly dominated by people that could get in that had a secondary income or they were just able to to do it for fun found a niche and yay well that's that's when we get to so that's how i started then um at the end of that year 2018 that's when i got introduced to like the millionaire real estate agent i read that book and i was like dude i have to do real estate full-time nice i have to figure out how to do it I met with Kim Rogney, right, at <laughs> Keller Williams, and I was literally about to about to join and do this thing, and then my grandpa introduced me to uh, a guy, um, Dan Bunch, who owned a team, and he's like, you should, you gotta meet Dan, he's super successful, all this stuff, so I met with him, and he's like, before you do anything, just meet with me, and... Um, and so I did the next day, and basically I was like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join the team. He's like, but you can't do it unless you go full-time. And I was like, well, you know, over here they said I could, like, work into it and kind of go, like, dual career for a little bit. And he's like, no, if you're going to do it, you have to go full-time. And then I was like, all right, well, i got to talk to my wife about that, <laughs> right? Because, again, now we have uh, another kid, actually, in January of that year. And... Uh, this was January, so we literally just had a kid. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, hey, babe, I think I'm going to quit my job and try this full time, even though I've like sold like two houses. How did that go? She trusted me, actually. That's amazing. Yeah, she was like, whatever, you're, do, do whatever you want to do. Like, I trust you. You've never steered us wrong at this point. So, and then uh, that ended up working out really well. So, like, just started in February, and then my first closing actually was in March. Damn. So I literally, mm-hmm. and, and this is why I had no clue what lead generation was, never was taught it. I just thought you had to wait for people to like come to you. Yeah, like the 1960s or yeah. 80s. I thought that's how you got clients. You just show up to work and say, yeah. somebody will come and Hopefully someone will come. And then, you know, we at this team, we learned lead generation, we learned follow up, we learned internet uh, leads, systems, and all that. And I was like, oh, like you can actually go in and like find people to work with. Like you don't have to just wait. So, and that's. You know, Ben can tell you more, but we both thrived on that system. Yeah, for sure. And like for me, um, for me, it was easy to get into real estate because I was coming off a deployment and I was like 23 years old and I didn't have any responsibilities. It was just me. And when you're on a deployment in a different country, I was in the Middle East and you're there for a year, you're not really spending much money. (laughs) So I had a decent nest egg. Um, to live off of that I probably could have I think I lived off for like the next year Um, I would have been fine Um, but then I got in and in July and then I think I had my first closing in August or no it was September so two months in we had and then I was consistently closing every single month multiple deals so lead generation was what we learned and turned that quickly into into money I suppose yeah Nate uh someone that's risk averse how, talk me through how you were able to just quit your job with two ki- two little kids and no other income like what switched between hey I'm not going to get my license until I get a client and I'm just going to I'm just going to do this I'll tell you the biggest switch at that time was um while I was deployed in 2017 um and actually no sorry the, the next year not while I was deployed but I was listening to podcasts every day 
I was obsessed. I learned about them in 2017, and that's what kind of like got me going into business, real estate, all the stuff, but I still didn't like have the mindset of, okay, I can do this. Two, I was listening to podcasts, like mindset podcasts, real estate, business, just listening to all these people, um, kind of like this, where it would talk about their story, how they did it, how they got in, what they did, and just all these different things. And I was like, it just changed the way I thought. And I was, um, you know, when he, and then, and then also having a mentor really helped, right? Dan, he mentored us very well. Like he was always there and he, and his confidence in me to be able to do it because I told him like, well, I don't have enough, I don't have three months or six months of like expenses saved. Like I, you know, barely have enough to make it a month. And he's like, if you trust me and you do what you have to do, like you will get a closing in a month or two. And I was like, okay. And so I, I was like, worst case scenario, I'll move out of my, I mean, I always think like worst case, I'm like, yeah. worst case scenario, my wife, me, my two kids will move out of our apartment and live with my parents and we'll <laughs> figure it out. Cause actually, you know, my parents said we could do that at, you know, if that ever came down to it and they have room and stuff like that. So, I mean, we're, we're blessed to have people around us that are going to make sure that we're taken care of. So yeah. I just felt like, okay, I can make this happen. And worst case, like we're not going to, you know, go homeless. Going through all the options. That's, that's awesome. And, you know, this is a business that is very formulaic. Like if you, the, the systems and the models are there. If you actually follow them, it is pretty much impossible not to do it. Exactly. And you, necessity is the mother of all invention. And that is you were, you needed it. I had no other choice. So, yeah. Okay. So what were your, what was that lead gen? Where were, what were, who were you guys calling? What were you doing? To get those leads yeah I mean uh, on our team they provided us with different sources of leads but it was primarily all buyer leads like it, it was, was internet leads. yeah it was internet okay. leads. Google yeah. pay-per-click realtor.com Zillow anything like that you could think of so we and they were giving us databases when we came there like past buyer I think leads. yeah past buyer leads that we would just like burn through just yep. keep dialing I think I had like a hundred couple hundred people that it was just like it was my job to get there. We would have our daily huddle. Yep. We would script practice, and then we'd be on the phones in our cubicle. Now I can't imagine doing that because I we both have our own offices. I'm like, I need my office and my space for me to be prospecting every day. <laughs> I don't know. I like the sales floor, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely nice, and like you could hear others around you having conversations too, and like just picking up on some of the things they were saying. That's how I learned really quickly how to be just very good on the phone and setting appointments with people we. Yeah, Didn't even they gave know. us a process too. Mm -hmm. They were like, "Hey, here's what you say. Here's what you want to do. You want to meet with them. They're going to come to the office. You're going to do a consultation with them. Then you're going to sign them up as a client. Then you're going to, you know." And it was just like, "Wow, I didn't know any of this. Mm -hmm. Literally, right? I was never taught any of yeah. it. I yeah. mean, the MREA changed my perspective in a little bit, um, but I was so new. Like, you know how when you read things multiple times, like I read it again and it was completely different. Book, yeah, you know. Yeah, like I was like, oh gosh, like how did where I was that this? The first time? Where has this yeah. been my whole life? Yeah, exactly. Well, you, it it's so frustrating because I used to run, you know, the market center, the office, and to see these agents that, you know, they're so excited, but it's like. Oh, they do everything in the world but talk to people. Mm -hmm. And they'll do everything. They'll sidestep anything in the world, but yeah. just to go talk to people about real estate. Yeah, yeah. Like, how do you think you're going to sell 
real estate if you don't talk to people about real estate. Exactly. <laughs> you know what's funny though is like a lot of people say start with your database or start with your, your sphere of influence. Like I didn't do that at all. Yeah. I didn't want to be the guy that was reaching out to everyone I knew. It was like, hey, just so you know, I'm also a realtor now in case you want to buy or sell someone or know someone. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't do that. I felt more comfortable going after people I didn't know. Yeah. Because it just felt like, okay, there's a reason I'm calling. Like you wanted it. They, yeah, that they was raised their hand. Yeah. yeah, it was always easier. Yeah. That way. Now, like we do more sphere and database stuff because like it's proven to work and stay top of mind and um I, we figure out a way not to be so salesy with it like yeah. i just hate being the guy that's calling and asking for referrals all the time or yeah. asking for business all the time like i want to bring you value and then when you think about real estate you're gonna think about us mm-hmm. it's mind share yeah it's just yeah i mean if if there's a unfortunately if there's a death if there's a divorce if there's a job promotion a job relocation like they they think of you, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. especially in this market where interest rates doubled, yeah. And those are really who we're working with. Yeah, we're finding People them motivated. Mm-hmm. What do you guys do now to have the success you had in twenty twenty three? Because this was a market where, you know, for a while it was just all coming to us, yeah. and now it's like, oh man, we got to work and we got to have skills. Yeah. Well, we've both invested a lot in our education, different coaching programs, different um, you know mentorship programs out there to learn as much as we can about yes. different ways to lead gener- different ways to service your clients, different ways to stay top of mind. Um, you know, so we've implemented a lot over the last like three years, but um, a big piece, like both of us, Ben probably more than me even, is our, like I'd say at least 50% is from people we know or referrals. Mm-hmm. So database, right? Which is not what it was back then. I think, I think it, you know, when we first started, I think 90 or 100% of our business was people we didn't know. Yeah, I think I that first year in, I probably did two or I think it was three transactions with people I knew, and and I only really had a solid run there for like five months, and out of twelve transactions, I did three with my so sphere. still more than nine percent, but still it was more more people we didn't know. So exactly, we focused on that, stay top of mind, doing events, doing like things like that, and then we still do a lot of internet lead generation. Right, because that's where that's people, are, that's where people mm-hmm. are starting their search a lot of times. Zillow, Realtor.com, Redfin, all these places. So it's like, why not catch them there, you know, and then be that person that's always there for them when they want to do something. And then now you're, you have that mind share again. Yeah, we didn't even really get into like when we got back into real estate. Yeah, and that's like a, that's a huge story. But oh yeah, that's actually all, all fast forward. No, do that because you're you you're gonna you're gonna go a little sooner than Nate because you got to run to yeah. an appointment, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but why don't you tell us that? Because that's a you you got into real estate and then mm-hmm. you went out on this other shiny object, like Nate said. So right, yeah. So we <laughs> it was crazy. So we were operating this business basically from December. It was about a year run, but. There was a point, I had a turning point. It was October of 2020, probably a week after my daughter was born, because Nate and Ashley were actually at my house. And, and real quick, like this is an interesting, tell them about how it was a successful business, yeah. but it was not profitable. Like it made money, but not we didn't keep it. Yeah, that, that was a thing. Our business made a really good amount of money. Like we're talking like 50, yeah, like 60,000 a month. month. And we didn't pay ourselves anything. <laughs> we're like reinvest, reinvest, reinvest. Yeah, we were. The so somebody probably should have gave us profit first. Um, that book. Yeah. When we were. What doing was this. the business? It was online lead generation. Is it internet marketing company? Yeah, internet marketing company for fitness. Yeah, um, small gyms, gyms and stuff like, like that. Like boutiques, group based gyms. 
Yeah. So anyways, um, I'll, I'll fast forward through that. We can always revisit that another time. But I got a, I got a random phone call. And this guy actually called me, called me multiple times that week. But we had just had our, our daughter, Sophia. I'm like, I can't answer the phone right now. I'm dealing with stuff. And I was with you at the time. Nate was with me. And I I finally am like, let me just answer this call. So I walk into my my office, um, and it's a a lead, actually. Because we were still licensed agents at this point. Yeah. And and I had my my marketing system running in the back uh, that was sending this guy listings. Like mm-hmm. for this whole year, haven't never talked to the guy. Yeah, he said, "Hey Ben, I really appreciate all these listings you've been sending. <laughs> um, we're definitely ready to get into the market, and uh, we want to buy a house like as soon as possible." So I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah, I can but, do that." Like, well, you so, actually come out. You came out. You're like, "Dude, what do you think? Like, should I do this?" I'm like, "Dude, yes, do it." And, it's and a sign. It's a sign. And then, and that was literally the day that I decided. I'm like. I mean, ultimately, Nate and I decided together that this business was going, we were going to just let it die, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm doing it. And then I had that, I closed with them uh, two months later. Mm-hmm. And that day I decided I'm going back into real, real estate full time. I'm going all in and I'm never looking back. And then I was like, well, now I need to get clients. Yeah. And this is where like, my back was against the wall. My wife was a teacher, um, so we were living off of like nothing. You used to be a teacher, so yep. you know. Um, and sure. I was making literally no money. And then we that didn't first, pay ourselves. Yeah, we didn't pay ourselves the entire and then, year. And then that first commission <laughs> check hit, and I was like, "Okay, I can do this." Yeah. So we just started investing so much money into lead generation. I was buying leads like a fiend, mm-hmm. um, and, and I, I spend way more than that now. But like I started right out the gate spending two thousand a month, and I was like, I'm gonna figure this out. And sure enough, we did. I was getting one deal a month for like five months in a row. I'm like, why is this so hard? Why is this not working? And then all of a sudden, that next July, I closed like nine deals in one month. <laughs> That's huge. And it was the GCI was like fifty k, and that was the most that was the highest GCI I have I had ever seen in my life. So it was worth like taking a break because if we didn't take that break and try something different, I probably would have tried to do it at a different point and been like, oh, well, real yeah. estate, this, and let's go try this instead. No, now I know in my mind, like, this is my path right now. Maybe it'll change in the future, but like, this is it. And I'm, and I just gave it my everything. One, one question for you, follow up on that, Ben, is... So you're a you're a solo agent. You did how? What was your how many homes did you sell in twenty three in your volume? It was fifty one homes for like eighteen point six million. Okay, so fifty homes by yourself, two two kids, mm-hmm. young kids. What? How? Like, <laughs> I mean, I I look at you. I mean, I know how I did it, and it wasn't healthy in any way. But mm-hmm. like, how did you do that? And is it something that you think can be maintained like just walk us through what last year looked like I mean could I do it again yeah I totally could Um, it probably would have been better if I had an assistant or an operations team member of some sort yeah because I like wasn't even using transaction management much I would once in a while but like don't get me wrong if you have my wife on this podcast right now she would say there were some days that just were terrible I mean she's a stay-at-home mom now so like there were days where I'd be gone like first thing in the morning and I'd be working till like 
10, 11 o'clock at night sometimes. Yeah. And like June, I closed 10 deals in June. So May was just like insane for me. Um, that was my biggest month of my career, which was pretty dope. Um, but yeah, it was, it was very tough and totally doable. But if I want my marriage to succeed, then I probably shouldn't work that much anymore. Um, or I, I mean, I should just have better systems in place and a operations team to manage that. Cause like we have big goals this year. Like we want to do way more. And in order for me to do that, if I have this year again, I will probably experience some burnout. So how did I do it? Um, I did it, but it, it was very hard yeah. and it was difficult. Um, and I don't recommend it to I, do by yourself. I want people to hear that because you, we in real estate we glorify that volume in the sales and you mm. your your names on the board every every month and and there's a cost to there it is. you know there and totally is. I had uh I had the same thing as a solo agent and two young kids and I did experience burnout mm-hmm. and even the thought I sold two homes last year like there's probably one too many yeah because I still <laughs> have like this ah, this I mean, is like PTSD around it don't get me wrong there were like multiple times last year where I was burnt out yeah and then you can see it in my sales cycle too like June was 10 deals uh, or February last year was 3.6 million March was just over that. a million and then April was one house for one hundred thirty-five thousand, bro. I made three grand that month, and I made like like we don't have to talk about all those numbers, but it was a hell of a lot more in February. And then I ramped back up to June, and then you look at July, that one fell off a little bit. So you can see literally see in the the spreadsheet where I experienced burnout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you're you're able to generate the leads and then it gets to the point where you're too busy to do what you do to generate them because you're keeping them together service service service. and that's the burnout part Mm -hmm. because that's the exact that's exactly and then generate 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 and then service 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 burnout burnout and then generate so it's just like the same thing over and over again so (laughs) this year it will be different we are going to hire it's just a matter of finding that person who's a good fit which i need to do like this month because you're busy and you're working you know 12 hours 14 hours a day how the heck do you hire someone right Mm -hmm. it's like the thought of that it's like i'll just do it tomorrow i'll do it tomorrow Mm -hmm. and when and and that is a that's a tough cycle yeah yeah right now is the best time if if we wait this year's just gonna get crazy Mm -hmm. okay how how much so do you have to go now or a couple minutes okay like right now so So he he's going to is it a buyer? It is. My my agent is out today, so I'm going to show nice. this one. <laughs> well, that's just the life of a realtor. It is. But thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll I'd love to continue this conversation and part Nate two if you, coming soon. Yeah, <laughs> part 2, I'll be back. <laughs> with your we, ad with your admin and your everything. Exactly. Once the team is bigger. <laughs> it's actually that. kind of perfect uh to show that, yeah, it know, is, right? It's like, we, hey, this we is set this up. We yep. set this up. Yep. Cool. All right. So now your what, your year was a little different because yeah. you two both you two are both wanting the same things at the same time, basically. But you spent twenty twenty three growing. Yeah. Because didn't you you started? Well, I think that I think that change was. I mean, I'm a little older than Ben too. Um, and so in 21, we basically were even, mm-hmm. right? It was, we both sold 26 homes. 
he was like a hundred thousand more than me. It was like seven point nine and something. Did that piss you off? A little, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I was, you know, I don't know. I, it's the competitive side yeah. of me, right? But uh, but no, I was happy for him, and like it was still really good for us. It's the first time we both made over a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars in a year, which is awesome. And it's crazy to think that was like two years, or well, yeah, like just over two years ago. Yeah. Um, and then. The next year, so we both did 26. The next year, we both are, were like, well, let's shoot high. Let's both uh, set a goal for 50, right? And so we both did. Um, and we both actually, uh, that same April, we hired an assistant together, right? Um, because we were following the model. Like, this is how you do it. This is how you, you know, break 30, 40, 50 into the 50s. And, um, and and so we did that. Ben, though, like he, we have different personality styles, and like he just wasn't ready for that leadership yet, right? He's he and he'll tell you too. Like he wasn't ready to give up control. Yeah. Right. And so, but me, I was like, well, I'm fine, like giving things up. <laughs> I don't know. It's just I'd rather let someone else do it if it's you know, and if it doesn't, if it's not perfect, whatever, we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know. So um, I ended up taking the uh, assistant, Kimberly, uh, full-time, because Ben decided like he, he didn't really want to do that. Um, and I think that's what really jump-started my business. So that year, I ended up closing 57 homes, and Ben was still really good, like 39, but he wasn't close to where he wanted to be. Um, so the next year, which is 23, I was like had already started you know the team. So I had Kimberly um, in April, and then I hired a showing agent at the end of the year in like October. Of 22 and doing that just really pushed me to you know get that leverage that I needed to keep growing where Ben wanted to hit that 50 first and then now he's at that point where okay now I'm ready to do like the scaling and and you know adding the leverage yeah whereas so since I did that now I was like okay now I'm on the next phase where I want to start adding more leverage to give me more time to either you know spend finding more deals or spend with the family and whatnot right so I have three kids that are six five and two uh yeah i'm trying to think because they keep changing the ages <laughs> damn them <laughs> i know um so yeah you know this last year it was it wasn't like the growth that i wanted we went from 57 to 70 transactions um but 63 were mine versus the last year 57 were mine yeah um so it wasn't that much growth but um, I mean, my wife will tell you, like, I barely worked. I'd never really had appointments on the weekends, which is way different than it was in the past um, because I had a showing agent doing a lot of that. Um, and I, uh, you know, I was home a lot earlier in the nights too. I was done around five, six o'clock every night. So I was home mostly times for dinner. And so it was a lot better, like, family work balance. Yeah, how <laughs> that is priceless yeah like, it's no totally one... worth it like i would rather have that and make less money than make more money and like just have the family life suffer no one cares how many homes you sell in like two years after you sell them mm-hmm. and you don't even care like a month after no. because you're restarting every yeah <laughs> and you're so you know my kids are 10 and almost eight now and it's like that time you'll never there's no. seasons of your life that season of kids is going to end yeah. The season of you selling homes doesn't ever have to end. Right. So you could go sell 300 homes in 16 years because mm-hmm. your kids are off, you know, in college and doing their things or whatever. But yeah. uh, I see it as this pain. It's the pain. Everything's pain versus pleasure. Yeah. So every decision 
you make is either going to get you away from pain or run you towards pleasure. Yeah, that's and right. if there's if there's sense. not enough and most pain, people do it away from pain. Yep. If yeah, there's not enough pain, you're just going to keep doing it. And so mm-hmm. at a certain point, there was a switch cost for you where you said the pleasure of um, I guess keeping more money or making more money is not as much as the pain of being yeah. gone. Right. Right? Yeah. And, was and there I a think moment me, you remember that happening? There, mm, I don't think there was a moment. Like, there was a lot of hard times where, you know, my wife has always been super encouraging and supportive, though. Um, you know, like I said, from the very beginning, she was yeah. like, I trust you, you know, whatever. <laughs> if you think this is the right move, do it. And so it's it's been that way, which has been really helpful to have that. But obviously, she still gets burned out at home when she's with kids all day and then, all, you know, late into the night. You know, there were nights that I wouldn't get home till 9 o'clock when I was, you know, doing everything yep. myself. So, like, we did have a lot of hard talks that way. And then, but as soon as I started learning about the different ways to leverage, like, Keller Williams is great at that, you know, and just different trainings and coachings. Glover is another big one that I've used. Um, it just gives you the, you hear stories of how much time people can get back, how, like, you can have both, mm-hmm. right? Like, I still want to continue to make more money, want to continue to grow the business. Like, I'm not satisfied where I'm at now, right? But I don't want to sacrifice my family to do that, right? So I want to do it simultaneously. And as I continue to, to learn and, and grow um, in my business journey, I find that's through leadership, through uh, delegation, through growing teams, not through doing everything yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're so you're when you do it yourself, you're just you're plussing everything. When you're doing it through others, you're multiplying everything. Yes. And you you can have it both, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, Jeff Glover is the best in the business at that. Mm-hmm. And I know you guys are very plugged into him. You it was today day one of Yesterday your new was day one so, of seventy five hard. For so that. what is seventy five hard Jeff Glover style? Yeah. So it's basically um, se- the seventy five. Well, it was 75 business days, right? Okay. So he gives you off on the weekends, um, and uh, which is another cool He's thing. He's getting soft. No, just well, I'm just kidding. So what he says <laughs> is this, kidding. is like, hey, you know, I expect or, you know, most agents to take off at least one day a week, yep. right? He's, yep. he's always taking off Sunday, which I respect that, and that's usually, that's like my day off too. Um, and then, but usually Saturdays you're doing something. That's usually like a catch-up day for this system, yeah. right? Because you may you know, have a vacation scheduled or whatever, right? So now you have at least a couple of weekends where you can catch up. So, so yeah, it's, you know, there's a little softness in there, I guess. <laughs> no, that's good. I was, but, I was joking. It but, should uh, be that way. But, yeah, basically it's every day. Um, there's, a, there's new homework, and a lot of it's based on, number one, doing your lead generation 90 minutes a day, right? Number two um, is going to be training uh, or skills training, right? So script practicing, role playing, um, you know, going through – like uh, chanting your scripts, right? Memorizing, internalizing, and, and making it your own personalizing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's training videos, one training video a day, just kind of learning his sales system, right? The thing I think a lot of agents, like when you get your license, you learn, you don't learn sales at all. You just no. learn like the contracts, right? So like for a new agent or even an experienced agent, I think it's really good just to go back to the basics, right? Um, and so like those three things every day, and then it adds in social media, it adds in um, just things to get you out of your comfort zone. Like, you know, if you are doing open house, like it might add in like some uh, door knocking or just stuff to do or, or some videos or something like to get you out of your comfort zone. 
And the, the goal is, if you do the 75 business days in a row, by the end of it, first off, you're gonna be doing the activity that's gonna lead to a lot of business. Yeah. And second off, hopefully you're growing, or you're, uh, cr- you're uh, creating habits around, this is what your day should look like if you're a full-time real estate agent. So I love the concept, and really, I uh, my team's doing it together. Yeah. So that's what um, I'm super excited about. Like all four agents now. So we have three. We have uh, three sales agents and myself, are that are all licensed on my team. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're all doing it together. We're all holding each other accountable. Oh, and the the, the accountability piece is you have to pay a thousand dollars up front, and if you do every day, every every seventy five days, and you post your homework that you did it proof of it, you shouldn't send a picture or whatever, they have a Facebook group, then you can get it back. But if you don't, then you lose a thousand bucks. So that's the accountability. Yeah, that'll get you going. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I love it, it's, it's cool. Well, if you think about being a professional and you know the, the Lions or the Packers or whoever, like, oh, they don't just go play football on Sunday. Like, no. and, and that's how realtors act. Yeah. They'll go make they're, they go practice on their, their paycheck. They'll yeah. go to an appointment and they'll just say whatever is on their mind. They won't practice beforehand. It's just the concept, it blows my mind. Yeah. The, the lack of professionalism from the vast majority of realtors. And right. then you think, if, if you interview any top agent, they're going to say the same thing. Yeah, they do. Like, Seriously. And, and then, it's, oh, but what else? What is the secret? Mm-hmm. What's, what's your, it's, well, I just told you the yeah. secret. Yep. Uh, what is next for you? So my my actual big goal this year is to get more into the investor side. So if you know um, like the the four uh, what what is that called like Robert Kiyosaki's four quadrants? Yep. Yeah. So like you have like the employee, you have the self employed person, you have the business owner, and you have the investor, Mm -hmm. right? And so like I was an employee before I was self employed. You know when I was a single agent, I'm becoming a business owner because I am growing the team. Um, which gives leverage and um, you know, I'm still very involved in the sales of that obviously um, But I want to get into the investing side more I've, I've bought in some real estate investments and I love that side and I want to you know do deals I want to you know flip a house or multiple houses this year um, So it's just it's just adding that element to yeah. to the business, but what I love is that um, a lot of the opportunities that I come across, I can help in multiple ways, right? I can either help them by, you know, potentially buying it from them if it's like a distressed home, um, or maybe it's a, a good home and like they still want to sell it, like I can help them list it, right? So like there's multiple exit strategies that I can help them with rather than just try to like lowball and get a really, you know, lowball them you're, type thing. So you're a, you're a one-stop shop. And what I mean by that is, well, real quick, I'll back up. So the quadrants you're going to have every day, you're going to have self-employee or even employee tasks. Yeah. That's your script practice. Oh, yep. you can't say script anymore. Yeah. That's your conversation practice. Yeah. That's that's your lead generation. Go, when you go on an appointment, when you negotiate, those are all your employee tasks. That's mm-hmm. your job as a realtor. Yeah. The, the problem is no one's holding, in most cases, no one's holding them accountable to that job. Right. Then you have business tasks. And this is... This is the biggest shift that the hardest shift to think about is like to, to separate your hours and this is job, this is business. Yes. Business is coaching your agents. It's uh, it's hiring. It's it's leading. It's Vision all those things. Yep. Yeah. That's where I get most excited. Yeah. Well, now you're going next level, which is the investor, which is it's basically I do it. 
and then we do it, and now you're you're figuring you're figuring out how they are going to do it. It doesn't even necessarily involve you, like with passive income or whatever the case. So that's an awesome journey, <clears throat> and I don't know where I was going before that because the the, the one stop shop. Yeah, so excellent because because the journey there now leads you to this one stop shop, and the way I see it, similar with our team is. If you have a group of people, I don't know, 500, 1,000, whatever your database is, that know you, like you, trust you, mm-hmm. believe in you, you said it earlier, you're adding value to them, you're inviting them to client parties, you're like the, it's, it's, it's like a mayor of your database. Yeah. Well, now you meet with them, and we assume that everyone wants the most amount of money in the least amount of time. And that's a... That's not a, it's an obvious assumption. Yeah. But there's some people that just say, no, I want the least amount of hassle yep. in the least amount of time. Mm-hmm. Or I want the most amount of money and time doesn't even matter. You know, there's different, there's all these different scenarios. Yeah. So if you can create a team or a business that says, hey, I'm, I'm here. You know, what, what do you charge for commission? Well, actually, that depends yep. because it depends on your scenario. What do you mean? It depends on my scenario. Well, you could want to just, I could buy your house today, right now from you, right? Yep. There'd be no commission. Or if you want to put in $50,000 and, and, you know, imagine a world where you said, I'll loan you 50 grand, you can update your kitchen, you can get top dollar, yep. or let's just sell it the traditional way. Yeah. So whatever you decide, it's going to be a very different plan. Yep. And you're getting this, this, uh, this, um, just, I guess you got to, you got to share this message with your people to say, I can buy your home. I can buy your aunt's home. I can buy anyone's home. That's not, it's, it's up to you. I'm not going to push you one way or the other, but most realtors say, Hey, how can I list your home? How can I, and you, you just say like, Hey, can I buy it? Yeah. No, I can't buy it. Okay. Well, can I, can I list it? Whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the genius evolution of being a full service realtor. Because if you ever talked, have you ever talked to wholesalers or do you know any yeah. like full time wholesalers? Yep. How much money do you think they're spending a month? Oh, a lot in, of them advertising. In, yep. Yeah. 30, 20, 40 20, grand. 30,000, yeah. And they'll tell you, they'll say, oh, it cost me six grand a lead. Like they have it dialed in. Yeah. But what's genius about that is if someone they know says, hey, can you buy this person's house? That costs them zero dollars. Mm-hmm. And you and realtors have this big pool of past clients that we don't even right. Right. Every flip I've done up until last year was to list their home. Right. And and I never put any thought into mm-hmm. what it looked like. It was like an aunt passed away. It was uh, someone that needed money right away because of yeah. legal issues. Unfortunately, like. Yeah. You're providing a service. Yeah, and that's the thing is that a lot of people assume like you're taking advantage of people. Yep. Like I've heard that a lot. Yeah. And it's not really the case. Like I just had a situation where there was a, a guy who he was about to get foreclosed on. Yeah. Right. He did not have time to list the house. Like he would not have had time to close in 30 days. He had to close in seven. Yeah. Right. A wholesaler came in, got uh got his house under contract. Lit, or actually, uh, a cash up buyer actually came in. It wasn't a wholesaler. And gave him a cash offer, closed in six days, and now he doesn't have a foreclosure on his record. Yeah. I mean, that person wanted that help or needed that help, right? I had another one that just, uh, he, I've been working on him to possibly list it, but he just got a cash offer for basically what he would walk away with if we listed it. 
And like he's like, well, this is. I mean, why shouldn't I do this, right? Yeah. And like for me, a lot of agents might be like, well, no, 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 you should list it. You know, you should list it. Yeah, he might be able to get more, but he also doesn't know if he wants to deal with the hassle of selling it because he might have made some repairs. This one's as is; he doesn't have to yep. worry about it. And so I told him like, hey, there's some benefits to this, right? Here are the pros and cons of each side. Yep. So yeah, I mean, there's people out there that they have a need that that can solve. Not everyone, but like you said, not everyone wants to make the most amount of money. Uh, needs to make the most amount of money. Some people have a different yeah. self. And it's not our decision to make. It's not ours, yeah. So the best the best realtor you can find if you're a client is someone that's just going to ask you questions and learn about your scenario. Totally. And yeah. so that's cool you're evolving to that. And, and it's, you, yeah, and it's, that's the evolution of, a, of just uh, growing wealth too, right? Mm-hmm. And we talk about wealth a lot in at Keller Williams. And, like, how do you grow your wealth? Because there are a lot of agents out there that have sold for years and just end up with nothing because they never invested. You don't get a 401K. Like, they just they just spent everything they earned. They earned a lot of money, mm-hmm. but they had nothing at the end. And, like, do you – I didn't want that, right? I wanted to grow the wealth. I wanted to have something, like, passive income. I wanted to have something I could – you know, for my family to have a better uh, opportunities in the future too. So what scared the crap out of me was as I was kind of where Ben is, uh, my income was going up dramatically and my expenses were matching it. And so I was living an awesome life and Mm -hmm. things were going. I bought a bigger house. I bought a better car. I was doing this. And then I I just remember thinking, I'm going to be doing this for like 40 years. And I'm going to, because I'm going to need to. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to be able to go on a vacation without being on my phone. And that's a scary thought. So as you, you mentioned earlier, your first, you bought that duplex and you house hacked. You being the model. Hey, this is what I did. Yeah. Come do it. Mm -hmm. You have a group of say 500 and now start teaching it to them. Hey, this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You make the easy button mm-hmm. and say, oh, you don't know who the best inspector is, the best roofer is, the best contractor is. I do. Yeah. And and that that was the vision that I think any realtor should should go towards. Mm-hmm. And you, you could do a monthly investor seminar because most people, when you ask them why haven't they bought or got into real estate investing, they'll say, I don't have the, the time or I don't have the money. Mm-hmm. And neither one of those matter. Right. Yeah. It just depends. That was my limiting belief, actually, yeah. was the money thing, mm-hmm. right? I always thought, like, well, I don't have enough money to do this. And then even just recently over the last year, like, I've learned of all these other options um, to get money. Yeah. Right? You can raise it. There's hard money. There's other. Partner. Yeah, partners. There's actually me, Ben, and we didn't even talk about this. Me, Ben, and John are all partnering on a deal right now. Yeah. We're closing at the end of this month. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, there's just so many opportunities out there. You just have to be in it. You know, you have to be willing to do it. Any excuse, any limiting belief, anything is just bold. It's just It's just shouldn't exist in your mind. And the purpose of this podcast is to get that thought because it's we're all going to have those thoughts. Yeah. But it doesn't mean we have to act on them. I, had, I heard a good uh, quote the other day. If you ever hear yourself or, like, think to yourself um, thinking, like, well, I can't do that, just – Ask yourself the question, how can I do that? Mm-hmm. And then just give yourself time to th- answer that question. Like, think about it. Because if you actually think about, well, how can I do that? You might actually come up with ideas. So just reframe it from, oh, I can't, I can't do that, or I probably can't do that, to like, well, how can I do that? Yeah. Right? Just to, it changes things a little bit. That is awesome. Yeah. So we can wrap up here. And I'm really excited to, to, 
to have part two, you know, just you guys seem to be on a rocket ship. Uh, what is there anything that that we didn't talk about that you'd want to mention or pass on? Um, not not that I can think of. I mean, what do you do? You have, what do you usually? How do you usually end these things? <laughs> <laughs> well, we I mean we talked about a lot, yeah, and yeah. it was just more or less like if we didn't cover something that you're really hoping to cover. Um, no. No, I don't think so. I mean, like, like, like I said, I know, I know a lot of your people that your, your, you know, audience, right, is you want people to understand that everyone out there, whether they're successful or whatever, like they're, they're just normal people, Mm -hmm. right? They have the same fears, the same false beliefs, the same like things holding them back, people holding them back, like people like in their ears saying like, oh, it's risky, whatever. You're crazy. You're crazy. Yeah, like, ah, you know, why? I actually had that too. Like my, um, you know, people in my family, when I quit my job, they're like, that's such a nice job. You make like 50, 60 grand a year. You got insurance benefits, you all this stuff. I'm like, that, that, I, yeah, I want way more than that, right? Yeah. I want to, I don't want to be tied to that, mm-hmm. you know? And it's not saying that's bad. It's just, I wanted to do more. And there's always those people, right? Holding you back or like just telling you those things and not even in a, in a hurtful way they, they love you yep. they, you know they're not trying to hold you back that's just what happens right so you got to just get around people like you like Ben like other people that are thinking big doing higher level things like that's why I'm always trying to invest and get into rooms with people who are um, at higher levels right and that I can learn from them I can just like absorb their mindset understand how do they think um, and even just see like their stories because, I mean, there's guys out there who, you know, they made six figures for the first time, and then two, three years later, they were making a million plus a year. Yeah. Right? So, like, how can they do that? Like, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. I think I can do that, and I will do that. So, it's just, but I would never have even dreamed of making a million dollars a year, like, a few, like, five years ago. Yeah. Like, it would have been, pff, no way. But now I actually think I can do it, and yeah. I know I will do it. So, just different, um, you know, it's mindset, it's the people that you're around. It's just make sure that you choose wisely with that. Yeah, the energy I'm feeling now is just like, dude, let's let's go let's go crush something. Let's yeah. go do something. <laughs> and it's kind of hot in here. It is hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> like, and with all three of us in, you two are right next to each other. Yeah. Like, But no, I, I'm excited. I appreciate the, the conversation because I experienced a lot of it. And then with, you know, it's, it's almost every year you got to – start over every year is like hey you got to do it again you got to do it again and at a certain point if you're not protecting your mind and you're not protecting that it just gets to be you're either going through the motions or even you know even worse and so I like this as like a reset or a jump start when I saw you guys were doing 75 hard I was like damn that sounds that sounds cool. Yeah. Right? As a team and yeah. all of that. So Yeah, I know a lot of people are like, Oh, it's for new people, right? No. But like Ben and I, I mean, we're, you know, some of the more tenured agents in the office yeah. and we're like, let's go. Like we wanna grow too. So so calling having conversations about real estate, practicing the conversations, posting on social media, like that's for new people. I don't I don't get it. People <laughs> don't, think that. Yeah, I know. Like, oh, isn't that a new thing? Yeah. It's like, no, that's what you should be doing every single yeah. day. <laughs> you know? Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, I will bet on the two of you uh, for continued success. So we'll do this again. Thank yeah, you so thanks much. Thanks for having us on. It was fun.